the invaders left places named for Thor or Odin. In English, the gods have left their names in our days of the week. You can find Tyr, the one-handed, Odin's son, Odin, Thor, and Frigg, the queen of the gods, in, respectively, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We can see the traces of older myths and older religions in the war and the stories of the truce between the gods of the Vanir and the Aesir. The Vanir appear to have been nature gods, brothers and sisters, less warlike, but perhaps no less dangerous than the Aesir. It's very likely, or at least a workable hypothesis, that there were tribes of people who worshipped the Vanir and other tribes who worshipped the Aesir, and that the Aesir worshippers invaded the lands of the Vanir worshippers, and that they made compromises and accommodations. Gods of the Vanir, like the sister and brother Freya and Frey, live in Asgard with the Aesir. History and religion and myth combine, and we wonder and we imagine and we guess like detectives reconstructing the details of a long-forgotten crime. There are so many Norse stories we do not have, so much we do not know. All we have are some myths that have come to us in the form of folktales, in retellings, in poems, in prose. They were written down when Christianity had already displaced the worship of the Norse gods. And some of the stories we have came to us because people were concerned that if the stories were not preserved, some of the kennings, the usages of poets that referred to events in specific myths, would become meaningless. Freya's tears, for example, was a poetic way of saying gold. In some of the tales, the Norse gods are described as men, or as kings, or heroes of old, so that the stories could be told in a Christian world. Some stories and poems tell of other stories, or imply other stories that we simply do not have. It is perhaps as if the only tales of the gods and demigods of Greece and Rome that had survived were of the deeds of Theseus and Hercules. We have lost so much. There are many Norse goddesses. We know their names and some of their attributes and powers, but the tales, myths, and rituals have not come down to us. I wish I could retell the tales of Er, because she was the doctor of the gods, of Lofen, the comforter, who was a Norse goddess of marriages, or of Siofen, a goddess of love, not to mention Vor, goddess of wisdom. I can imagine stories, but I cannot tell their tales. They are lost, or buried, or forgotten. I've tried my best to retell these myths and stories as accurately as I can and as interestingly as I can. Sometimes details in the stories contradict each other, but I hope they paint a picture of a world and a time. As I retold these myths, I tried to imagine myself a long time ago, in the lands where these stories were first told, during the long winter nights, perhaps, under the glow of the northern lights, or sitting outside in the small hours, awake in the unending daylight of midsummer, with an audience of people who wanted to know what else Thor did, and what the rainbow was, and how to live their lives, and where bad poetry comes from. I was surprised, when I finished the stories, and read them as a sequence, to find that they felt like a journey, from the ice and the fire that the universe begins in to the fire and the ice that end the world.
Along the way, we meet people we would know if we met them. People like Loki and Thor and Odin. And people we want to know so much more about. My favorite of these is Angar Boda, Loki's wife among the giants, who gives birth to his monstrous children and who is there in ghost form after Balder is slain. I did not dare go back to the tellers of Norse myth, whose work I had loved, to people like Roger Lancelin Green and Kevin Crossley Holland, and reread their stories. I spent my time instead with many different translations of Snorri Sturluson's Prose Edda, and with the verses of the Poetic Edda, words from nine hundred years ago and before, picking and choosing what tales I wanted to retell and how I wanted to tell them blending versions of myths from the prose and from the poems. Thor's visit to Hemir, for example, the way I tell it here, is a hybrid. It begins in the Poetic Edda, then adds details of...